This is Katie. And this is Derek. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the break, break room. room. All right, here we go. Let's jump on in, jump on in. This is The Break Room. You're on the, the Break Room podcast. And the really cool thing about this is that I co-host this podcast with Katie Kinder. You all know Katie. Well, you know Katie. Yes. You met Katie. You don't really know Katie. But Katie Kinder uh, was talking about The Break Room one day. And I was like, tell me something about The Break Room because I'm not a teacher. I'm in schools and I work with kids and faculty and staff, but I'm not privy to what happens in the break room. I said, Katie, what happens in the break room? She said, the tea is spilled in the break room. Teachers cry in the break room. In the break room, they decide whether or not they're going to quit or stay in the break room. And most infamously, there's a cry couch in her break room when she was out in Putnam City. There's a cry couch. There's a couch where the students or the teachers just flop down. And exactly, exactly. So, welcome to the break room. break room. No crying today. Maybe, hopefully, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some crying. Maybe there won't be. Um, but I'll go around the horn real quick and I'll start with, um, with Gina. Uh, just kind of um, um, who you are, what's your current position, what do you be doing next year, and how did you get into education? <laughs> um, I'm Gina Wright. I'm the lead assistant principal at FD Moon. Good. It's my third and final year there. Third and final. Why she say it so hard? Like Next that? year, I'm going to Mid Dell, and I'll be the assistant director of alternative programs, virtual, online, just serving all kids. How did you get into education? I always wanted to be a teacher. I was one of those kids who, like, 10, 11, What's your dream job? I want to be a teacher. Really? Mm-hmm. And you just did it. Mm-hmm. It. I went very backwards. I'm alternatively certified. It took me eight years to get my bachelor's degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. But you did that joint. How many kids are saying they want to be teachers these days? Not as many as we'd like. <laughs> Back in the day, like being a teacher was like glorified. Like I remember looking up at my teacher thinking she was God. Like she gave the best hugs. She gave the best advice. She broke up fights. You know what I'm saying? Like she Where gave. Where you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> Not Oklahoma City. I went to school in Tulsa. I went to school in Tulsa. I went to Carver Middle School. Went to Booker T. Washington High School. And I had her sixth grade. She loved our class so much. They never traveled with us that she requested to go to seventh grade. Loved us so much. They let her go to eighth grade with us. And so she was the first teacher in the history of our school to travel with all three classes. Uh, and I loved her. She um, was at the birth of both of my children. She was at my wedding. And I have this big crystal uh, bowl that she gifted me. And she told me the importance of having things that you don't throw away. Like, Derek, this is something that I, I'm getting emotional right now. She was like, Derek, this is something like people, like things that you learn that you'll have forever. Don't throw this bowl away. This bowl is expensive and it's important <laughs> and I'm giving it to you as a gift. Don't throw it away. And so I think when I was younger, like looking up to people like, man, I want to be a teacher. Like teachers is like, it was a pinnacle profession. We're saying not so much these days. I think still a lot of elementary kids want to be teachers when they get to middle school and they see, in my experience, you mm-hmm. guys might have a different experience. They see how teachers are disrespected by the mm. community and their peers yeah. and adults. Yeah. They go, I don't, I don't want to put up with that. I don't, I, how, how do you do that every day? Because right. I would, I would hit somebody uh, like, well, we, we don't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, they're seeing the challenges we face. Yeah. But you can't fart around a kid. And that takes all the, I can't hit you, but I can fart around you. What you going to do? That's hilarious. Who did it? Wasn't me. That's hilarious. If you smelt it, you nailed it. I've never heard a teacher admit to that. I probably, that's my kids all the time. <laughs> he doesn't admit to it. He doesn't admit to it. What are you talking about? That's hilarious. All right. 
Uh, Felix, man, tell us uh, your name, how you got into te- teaching, where you're from, all the good stuff. So my name is Felix Paul Linden Jr. Ooh. Yes, give you the whole name. The whole name. And I got into teaching, or I got into school because my mom and dad took me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went Star Elementary. Yeah. Then I went to Green Pastures. Yep. Rogers and yeah. Star Spencer. Uh-huh. And so then I went to OSU. First of my family to go to college. Wow. Yeah, right. First well, first one to go to college and finish. My older brother went. He kind of <laughs> had fun, didn't finish. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to like not finish and come home and have to live with that. So I went ahead and went to Stillwater yeah. and hung out there for five years. Got my degree in journalism. That's amazing. And after I did my degree, I worked in the nonprofit world for about seven years. Yeah. And like one day I was like, man, I need to teach. Because I was working with some inner city kids mm-hmm. as a, in a nonprofit and it was as a behavior rehabilitation specialist. Yeah. And so I was doing that. And I was like, I'm helping out 30 kids a week in the caseload. Mm. I could help 150 kids a week every day. Yeah. And so that's when I started pursuing teaching as a career. Right. I felt I had a temperament and all the requisite skills. I was a journalism major, so I could teach English and also journalism yearbook, those types of things, leadership. And so I decided I would go ahead and get my certificate and got that completed in 2010. Okay. And the first job that hired me was Roosevelt Middle School. And I said, you know what? You showed me love. You kept me from being homeless. You kept food on my table. Mm -hmm. Kids closed my kids back, gassed my car. I'm going to stay with y'all. So I was there for 11 years. Mm -hmm. And two years ago, I went to FD Moon. And I'm being proud of being a part of FD Moon Cardinal family ever since. Now, I got two things I need to say to to follow up on that. Um, I had a friend uh, who told me about you before I even met you. And uh, she said, there's a guy over here that's making waves. And her name is Carrie Allison. Yes. And Carrie gassed you up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, she gassed you up and then she connected us. Um, and so before you even started at Moon, you and I connected, which I think is really, really cool. Um, I love your spirit, man. I love your energy. Uh, I love the way you hold kids accountable. I love your passion for community. Um, all that good stuff. That's the first thing. The second thing is we are sitting in the presence of greatness. Yes. People, we are talking, well, we're talking about you. He said, yes, I'm great. <laughs> no, we are great. <laughs> no, you no, said presence of greatness. Well, you didn't let me finish. I said, you're the greatness in the room. I think we're all great. Not just at FD Moon, though. <laughs> Got to get the whole thing. Oh, I'm playing. The state OK of CPS, is it? The OK CPS yes. district, the biggest district in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. So take all of Yeah, yeah come on, man. Don't do that. That, like, applause if there was somebody that, that could go. Jazz hands. <sighs> Jazz hands. Can't see uh, them. And so I think it's always uh, good to give people their flowers while they're living, while they're teaching. It's easy to do it in hindsight and retrospect, man. But in the middle um, of the, the fire, uh, staring down the barrel, man. I just want to give you your your flowers, bro, and say that you're doing uh, really good work. And um, I love it. Thank you. I love it. Awesome. We have another guest in the room um, that is not at Moon Middle School, but it's also in the field of education. Uh, go ahead and tell us your name, um, a little bit about you and how you got into education. All right. Well, Felix is a hard act to follow, but since I'm his wife, Ooh. I'm usually pretty good at it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> my name is Megan Linden. <laughs> And um, I am a teacher at Western Heights High School, and I teach English. I got into education alternatively also. It was not a dream of mine to be an educator, Mm -hmm. Um, but both my parents were educators and Mm -hmm. administrators, and so I think it's in my blood. It's like I couldn't get away from it. So um, I did my undergrad in journalism also, and I just realized that I really wanted to make a difference in the world, and I felt like the future of our world is kids and I wanted to connect with kids and I wanted to be that person that I wish I had when I was in high school, which is where I'm at. So, um, 
I just took the alternative path to that and then went back and did my master's in education because I loved it so much. Well, I'm glad uh, you chose to stay uh, in a time where people are choosing to leave. And so I applaud you. Uh, and I think you just got a new position. Is that correct? I did. Next year, I'm going to be the instructional coach at our high school. So that's really exciting. And I'm really excited to pour into teachers. And I think hopefully that will kind of ripple out to more students than just what I had in my own classroom. That's good. So that transitions us into the next question, which is you've been in the game for a while. You've been in the game for a while. You've been in around for a while. Uh, what can we do to prepare the next generation of teachers to be in schools, in classrooms? What can, what advice can we give? What heads up? What warnings? What um, look out for this? The old trick, the old parent, the old, like what's something that we can say to them and prepare them that will advance them past all the bumps and bruises that you all had to go through. Maybe teachers didn't tell you the heads up. What's something that we can tell this next generation of teachers? Well, I think to start, action speaks louder than words. I think what makes me want to be a teacher is the cool teachers I had. Mm. Not the pay, not the summers off, but the fact that I had people who influenced my life and impacted my life in a way that made me want to do the same thing for others. And so I think kids will want to be in our profession if we make our profession look cool. Then you have to let kids do stuff. You have to give them a chance to be proactive where they are and be a part of the change that's present in their lives. So like I say, you don't have to wait to graduate to be great, Mm -hmm. but you do have to participate. So you got to give kids a chance to participate in their lives right now. Let them make a difference where they are because you can where you are and let, let that be a part of their shared experience that's positive. And then they'll go on to be teachers. I I believe you don't have to wait to to graduate. graduate. To be great. To be great. You can participate. He's good, right? Right? I mean, come on now. That's not bad. That's not bad. It, it reads well. Yeah, I, can, well I, I can work that out. I know, right? He said hashtag uh, teacher of the year. Um, uh, Jane or Dr. Dub, as some people call you, uh, what can we tell the next um, generation of teachers? I would say if you're in education, if you've decided that's your thing when you when you get to school, especially if you're a secondary teacher, mm-hmm. find a friend. Mm-hmm. Do not close your door and teach on an island. You will get burnt out. Yeah. So be open to forming relationships with your peers because um, they are they're going to save you on your hard days. That's so good. That's a, don't teach on an island. Wow. Y'all hit me with some bars today. Okay, okay. Uh, Last but not least, what's something we can do to to prepare, to give a heads up to this next generation of administrators, teachers, educators? What can we say? So I'm going to say don't be afraid to buck the system. I think just because it's been tolerated so far does not mean that it has to be the way that we do things. Mm -hmm. If you have ideas, don't be afraid to share your ideas. Yeah. Encourage the same creativity in yourself that you would encourage in your students. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, we got brilliance in the room. Thank you all so much for joining uh, the Break Room Podcast. Uh, it has been a pleasure uh, working with you for the last two years. Um, you for this year, year and a half, um, coming up on two years. And uh, welcome to the family. Um, it's uh, uh, married less than a year. Uh, be next next ju- June, it'll be one year. June will be one year. Yep. Uh, newlywed educators, uh, I really appreciate all the work that you all do. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of the process and partnering with you and kind of supplementing your efforts. I really appreciate it. Um, and I, I hope you all uh, don't take advantage or don't don't take for granted the impact that you have, not only in the system, but in individual lives as well. Yeah? 
Yes. And I want to say one thing that we missed is that Megan was also the teacher of the year at her side. What? Yeah. <laughs> they were they were twin teachers of the year. Oh. Teachers, yeah. Go team oh. advocacy. Twin. Mm-hmm. twin uh, that's he just went and flew past <laughs> Megan. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Awesome. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank Thanks. You.